Welcome, welcome, welcome to Thirst Knowledge Podcast, episode 66. I'm James Evers. I'm Justin. And I'm Seth Tardiff. And today on the episode, we've got Mike Niedlich back in the studio talking sports nutrition. Mm-hmm. We sure do. Uh, we hit a lot of topics in this episode. They were very fun and interesting, and you guys will enjoy it, including deadlifting, the importance of proper form in lifting. We talk about Chinese food a little bit, which yep. is really fun. And if James can eat it on his Jason Momoa diet. I think I can. I'm going to get hard. I think, I think so. I think that's the conclusion that we came to. We also hit on a weird nightmare that James had about butternut squash. We talk about health food companies and the tactics they use to sell products. Is apple cider vinegar worth it? I don't know. Find out. And um, supplements and some other fun and topics. boner burritos, <laughs> boner burritos too. Yeah, I guess there. I guess that did happen. It yeah. happened. You'll have to leave that in. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Seth. <laughs> damn it. God damn it. <laughs> well, uh, enjoy this episode. Enjoy. Enjoy. All right, so who the fuck do we have on the podcast today? Anybody? Any, I, I'm on the podcast today. Yeah, Seth, I mean, Seth, I'm, I'm, Justin, I'm participating. And me. All right. We also have, Mike, we're welcoming back Mikey Tango. Indeed. Yeah. Hello. It Hi, Mike. been a while. <laughs> it's been fucking too long. Two years? Too long, but we had a solid episode with you, so it's a great <clears throat> idea to bring you back and fucking, I don't know, what have you been up to lately? Yeah, you know, just trying to get back to normal after living tw- the dream after 2020 mm, it's yeah. hard to believe it's been two years since since the last one but we'll see if we can pick up where we left off yeah so james has been bodybuilding as you can tell <laughs> <Getting shredded>. <laughs> i went i went on our last we had a podcast with uh jesse mm-hmm. and then i went to her for a few few weeks maybe a month maybe more oh, yeah, but yeah. Staggered. It's at least a month yeah and i was just powerlifting with her then I like starting eating Taco Bell. I'm still, the goal of being Jason Momoa in 2022, December is still a goal. But yeah, so I've been lifting a little bit. I, I deadlifted like 400. You did? Not bad, nice. not bad. Was that your first time deadlifting? Yeah. Nice. Not too shabby. And you didn't break your back? I didn't break my back, but my form was pretty terrible. She was saying, she was like, yeah, if you like get your form better, like you can lift more. I'm like, okay. Cause I lifted it like, I kind of did like one of those. Um, I didn't use my legs enough. She said, well, yeah, don't pa- you have to like, you jerk your back, right? <clears throat> well, power lifting is a game of leverages. Yeah. So your limb lengths where you are in rel- relation to the bar. Yeah. So. so you straighten your legs and you jerk your back backwards. Fast, and mo- fast jerky motions. You, yeah. Instead of jerking, <laughs> you want to think about pushing the floor away. Gotcha. Okay. That makes a lot more sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, you, so you're, you're, yeah, you're back. Fast, jerky you're, you're, <laughs> Your arms are just holding onto the bar to, to stabilize it. Your back is just along for the ride. And then you push off with your lower body. I got to remember that next time. Mm. And of course, your back's involved. Yeah. But, yeah. I, was, I was going mostly back. Yeah if, if, <laughs> yeah. if it's a jerk, it's probably in effective form. Mm-hmm. I, <clears throat> I do like deadlifts. And I used to, there used to be part of like when I was more into the lifting aspect of mine, which I think you can recall that those years. Yeah. Like 09 to, no, it was like 08 to maybe like when I turned 25, I just stopped fucking weightlifting. 
and then I've just been getting fat ever since. But um, I was big into deadlift, but the problem was I kept like scraping my my shins as I was bringing the bar up. That's the way you want to do it. Oh, that's fucking normal. You you want the bar to be on as your- close yes. As close to your body yep. as possible. So when we're talking about points of center and leverages. Right. Yeah, you want that bar to be below your shoulders and on your shins. That's going to be the most straight direct path. Right, right. And which is, that's kind of what I was thinking. But like, since I like got the leg tattoo, I was like, fuck this. I'm not, I was like, I kept like being more conscious and like holding the bar farther away from my body. Mm. And I couldn't, I was doing shit at the, after that. Yeah. At that point, yeah, now you're turning it a lot more of that pressure onto your back. Right. Instead of away from your hip hinge. Okay. Mm. So, but if you ever see people wear high socks, yeah. that's why they do that. Or they'll take yeah. their knee sleeves from squatting okay and they'll roll them down over their shin just to protect. protect so i was doing it right you were doing it right Fuck yeah but it's just yeah a lot of people wear the wear the shin scraped as like a badge of honor okay you just weren't into that <laughs> you just weren't tough enough <laughs> no. well now that i got these expensive tattoos i don't want to fucking scrape them away with fucking like a magic eraser or anything that's true uh, big bald spots so what about the uh like the hex deadlift like the hex bar deadlift Ooh, do, you ever yeah. do, do you ever use that i think it's a fantastic tool okay it's definitely has a lower learning curve yeah compared to a straight bar one so whether it this whether with the straight bar you're doing conventional or sumo just because of you know where you're grabbing on you're not grabbing in front of you you're grabbing on the side of you right and then the that's, height, that's the, the one where you're inside it right yes yep yeah it's like it's yeah. called a hex bar it's called a trap bar okay it's usually it's either a hex or sometimes it's four sides so it's diamond square does yeah, it yeah. impact or does it affect any different muscle groups like more than others comparatively to the straight bar olympic like the olympic bar deadlift oh yeah muscle activation is completely different it's very different yeah okay mm -hmm. what's uh what are they hitting with the hex bar so with the hex bar you're going to get a little bit more quad activation but a lot of it is based on your stature so if you're if you have longer legs shorter legs longer arms you can manipulate that, but as a as a whole, on average, yeah, you're gonna get a little bit more quads out of it. Okay, that you makes could, sense. You could, you could crudely think about it as somewhat of a hybrid between like a squat and a deadlift. Sure, it, it, it's it's still it's still a deadlift and it's still a hip hinge, but because of where your hips start, they start a little bit higher. Mm. Okay, and you can get ones with different bar heights, so you can start with your hand positions lower and get you lower to the ground, but that's typically where the angling puts you. It puts you somewhere in that in between space. But I think it's a fantastic tool. Uh, most people can typically go a little bit heavier with that because, again, Absolutely. where the weights are in relation to you, so you can lift more load. It's it's a more for for a lot of people. It's a more fluid motion, mm. so it's easier to learn. If it's easier to learn for some people, it might be safer. Good point. Yeah. I mean, all lifts have a risk. And if you just apply good form to them, you lower that risk. But the cognizance to maintain good form with a hex bar, it's just more intuitive. Mm. Makes sense, yeah. That does make sense. <clears throat> Especially when you're struggling at the end there and like, get those wobbly legs. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah, I've gotten that. So I mean, part of, so if you think about going back to conventional versus sumo, do you guys know? Yeah. Okay. yeah. So a strategic power lifter will pick one that they just, feel more natural with and that suits their limb lengths. So if someone has really long arms or really long legs, 
the relation to those might put them at more of an advantage or disadvantage for one sure. of those. Interesting. Is there any like, um, like the classic, like in the powerlifting community, do anybody like look down on people who use the hex bar? Like, is it an inferior piece of equipment or is it yeah. like still a valued tool? I think it's a totally va valuable tool. Um, having spent enough time in and around the fitness community, you absolutely have polarizing subgroups. Oh yeah. There's this ongoing joke where sumo is cheating. Um, that yeah, a hex bar isn't a real deadlift, but you know, if you take more of a broad approach, I think you can find merits to all of them. Sure. And me personally, that's kind of where I like to lie. Mm. What's the purpose right now? Obviously, if your purpose is powerlifting, a hex bar. That's not a, it's not one of the lifts. You can't do a hex bar in competition. Yeah. It's conventional or sumo. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. So you might train a hex bar in, in a phase away from competition, not when you're peaking up to a meet, just as like a strength phase, maybe to add variety, maybe mm -hmm. to train some musculature in a different way. Um, but when it comes to sport, hex bar isn't specific to powerlifting. So if your sport is powerlifting, it would make sense that you would stick with your shit. You would gravitate more towards what you're going to use in competition especially okay. as you get closer to it right that makes sense what about like hand grips i was i was when i was doing powerlifting with jesse she was having me go like like one over one hand under. front over and under mm -hmm. but then i have guys at work like oh that's how chicks lift <laughs> so i fucking hate that well it's a chicks do it like chicks lift that way up. you gotta lift like both like, hands in the front, not one. In the back that sounds one. like a pretty insecure, <laughs> insecure dude. <laughs> right? Yeah. Because <laughs> I I know a lot of women who can outlift, you know, yeah, you know, men left and right. Yeah. So your grip's actually a little bit stronger when you do do that alternating one, mm -hmm. and it's because what's the weakest part of your grip? It's where your thumbs and your fingers meet. Yeah. So the bar is going to want to spin towards that, makes that sense. towards that weakest part. And now if they're alternating, now the weakest part is facing each other. So if my left hand more balanced is, is facing up and my right hand is facing down. Well, each side's trying to spin towards the other and it ends up just staying a little bit more stationary. Oh, fuck. Okay. That makes sense. We used to do that in high school too. Using that, using that grip. Yeah. 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 Some people run into repetitive use. So if they're always doing the same hand up and down, uh, it does put that hand that's palm up at um, your bicep is put under more stress. Hmm. So a lot of times people can experience a bicep tear from deadlifting. Um, sometimes it can develop imbalances. When you do that, it's not uncommon to have a shoulder start to lean in front of another. Okay. So a lot of people to just offset that will alternate what they're doing. I used to do that alternate image, like each set I would alternate. Would you recommend something like that or doing it like alternating, like every, the next time you do a deadlift day, just switch the grip or does it really matter? I don't think there, I don't think it matters. Mm -hmm. I, th I think either of those could be incorporated appropriately. Yeah. What would you recommend? Okay. So I'm going to the gym, right? Not a lot, but at least two or three times a week. And I've Pretty noticed good. that my left side is way stronger than my right. How should I go about lifting when I know that like this side can do like four or five more reps than this side? So it's going to depend on the lift. Uh, if let's just like keep it simple. Like, um, let's just do a bicep curl. Like I'll do whatever. I can clearly do way more on my left side. So do I just not do as many on that side and just 
do as many as I can on this side and then you know keep it equal every time that's a super common problem that a lot of people have especially people who are new or yeah. have like a layoff um if you use one side like in your day job or just <clears throat> outside of the gym right those imbalances are super normal so what i like to have people do is especially if it's a if it's an alternating um unilateral one like a bicep curl yeah start with the weaker side let that one set the pace okay once you get to your desired rep with that weakest side that's where you stop on the other side. So if you're alternating left, right, your left one stops around seven, but your right one can get, you know, 10 plus. Yeah. Seven, hit seven with the other side. And then stop. And then over time, yeah. you progressively do more progressive overload. Mm -hmm. And then as the other one is getting stronger, the other one is meeting it. So okay. It's, so it's not running away. Gotcha. But it's still getting enough stimulus so that it's getting trained. Okay. That's what I'll do. It's mostly, I've noticed mostly like my upper body's doing that, not necessarily my legs or anything. Cause I'm usually working those out together with like a squat or a deadlift or something. Yeah. And some people, some people notice that, you know, their dominant hand might, there, there's never been anything that's like definitively like, oh yeah, if you're right handed, your right, right hand's stronger. No, it's the opposite so it, for me. No, so, yeah. I'm right hand yeah. dominant on everything. But for but some reason, people always ask that. It's just like, oh, if I'm right handed or left handed, is that going to influence? where my imbalances are yeah and i, I was actually the same way i'm, I'm right-handed but my left side tends to be a little bit stronger it makes no sense um hmm. i i don't put much maybe more. it's just taking care of better it's got a lot of rest because <laughs> i'm all righty you know what i'm saying so this is just like always nurtured it's a little baby arm but I, so I used to, i used to wonder about why that was and then i just stopped putting my mental effort yeah. towards that and yeah. i was just like it, it is what it is i'm just gonna work on what i can to even them out <laughs> That's probably a smart strategy. Yeah. No. <laughs> does it matter depending on like bodybuilding versus powerlifting versus any other sport? Does it? Do you want to try to have that balance across any kind of sporting involved in lifting, or does it really matter? Because I know like bodybuilding, it's more like trying to keep both muscles like identical or symmetry is the kind of the name of the game. So does it matter? Sport wise. I mean no matter how much you train, I don't think we're ever going to get 100% equal strength, equal symmetry. Okay. But I def I don't see a benefit to having a huge disparity either. Sure. Yeah. Um, I just, I don't see how that could be beneficial or even safe and functional in the long term. So I, I would, I would try to even them out as, okay. as much as possible. Makes mm. sense. Because like, I mean, let's say like we start a, a, a racing gang. And we, we have to infiltrate like a Russian facility like with it. our cars and I'm driving my car, but I have to abandon it and jump off, jump out the window. And then James is driving by with the car and he has to scoop me up with his arm. Oh, if he yes. grabs okay. me with the baby arm and I'm grabbing with my, my strong hand. Yeah. And I have strong to grab hand. with my other arm. That disparity can really make it. Not ideal. I'm picturing like yeah. when Arnold and who's the other guy, and they were like Pah. Carl Weathers, yep. and they're just like douche from Predator. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're doing. <laughs> and I mean, what you're describing is really common for unilateral lifts. So using one side at a time, sure. But we don't always do a unilateral lift. What if it's bilateral, where we're using both limbs at the same time, okay. like a squat or a bench press? At that point, you're definitely going to have sticking points on one side more than another. Mm. And then if one side's firing or stronger. The lift's going to be harder. You're going to very easily exploit a weak link in the chain, limit your progression, and at some point, your form is probably going to break down 
And when your form break down, breaks down, you're at a high risk of injury. Hmm. Damn. And we're just talking about major muscle groups. So what happens if there's a weak link in a minor or a supporting muscle group? Again, those are going to be limiting factors in your ability to progress it safely. Okay. So much, so much to think about. Really? <laughs> this like the simplest way to go about it is when you're starting, just learn good form. Yeah. Progress that good form appropriately over time. Don't do more than you need to do. You know, we live in a more is always better culture. And as long as you can get the minimum effective dose, why would you want to do more? Because over time, you will have to do more. Yeah. Just to continue to progress. Yeah. So why set that bar so far forward so early on? It's true. No, I agree. I <clears throat> any kind of lifting that I do, even if I'm like fucking trying to figure out a new movement, like fuck, just trying to do like um like a Turkish getup. Like I would spend I would spend fucking so much time just step by step by step through the movement because yeah, man, form is much better than just fucking trying to look cool with more weight. I mean, a Turkish getup is a pretty complex movement. So <laughs> it sounds yeah. like a gypsy party. So <laughs> uh, you, you lay prone face up and you have a dumbbell or a kettlebell in one arm. So if you're laying, you have your legs also open staggered just to- Are you laying on a bench? No, nope, flat, flat on the ground. On the floor, yeah. okay. So you have one one arm up and then basically the goal is to without, to without like really pushing off with that other arm, it's just to kind of like stand up. Oh, into it. okay. So you're flat on the floor and you need to shift onto one leg and then up straight. That's yeah. a very crude. I'll, I'll demonstrate expert. for you later. Can we do it? Yeah, we'll go down in the gym. Yeah. I get some kettlebells, I think. I got like a fucking 50 pound. I don't know how big it is. Like a medicine ball. Yeah. I bought it for Gina. She's like, I can't even lift this shit. Why'd you buy this? I'm like, I don't know. I'm going to get jacked. <laughs> <laughs> it might be like 25 or 30, but it's heavy, dude. Mm. I was like, fuck, this is way bigger than I thought. Free shipping on Amazon for real? It's crazy. You can make your own. Yeah, right? I, I had looked at it. I was like, I could have made this. It's just full of, fill it with sand. That's it. They're yep. just filled with sand. Yeah, fuck. There's all sorts of fun videos on the internet of people Turkish getuping weird things. That like, sounds like, like a their dance. wives. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like their wives? Yeah. God damn. <clears throat> I'm not that jacked. I saw I, a dude do... Um, what is it called? Like an overhead press? Or is that what that, when you lift like the whole barbell above your head? I saw a dude with one arm do that shit. And he, I think he, he did some good weight. And he's like, he fucking lifted that shit. It almost fell. I was like, oh. One hand though, he lifted those fucking things. Have you ever seen a circus dumbbell? The big ass ball? Yeah, so like Google it, Google it later. Yeah. But it's basically... It's big, two almost two like round cannonball type yeah, things yeah, yeah. on each end, um, joined by a very thick handle. Yep. And they okay. used to be in a vet, like uh, part of like old strongmen or bodybuilding competitions. So like old original bodybuilding competitions weren't what they were today, where they just get up on stage and pose. They might have had like some lifting, like a, like a strength or skill component. And circus bar, circus dumbbells were one of those types of things. And you basically have to get it with one, usually one hand from the ground to your shoulder to overhead. Yeah. And they're very awkward and they're very heavy. So damn. How thick is that handle? It varies, but okay. it's, it's, it's like this. Like, <laughs> could you actually like, to, I guess, depending on your mitt size, like, could you actually complete a full like finger 
finger to finger touch. Like, I mean, some th there are some that are <clears throat> that are so big that you can't start it with one hand that you might have to start oh, it with really? two. Damn. Or if you just have small hands in general, yeah. it might be hard. Uh, I don't know what the standard diameters are for him. What the fuck? But I saw Andre the Giant put his hand on some dude's face and his hand's huge. It's like as big as the dude's head. He could just like crushed it like the mountain. Yeah. Fuck. I think, there's a, I think there's a picture of, oh, who was it? It was, I think it was, it was Arnold next to Andre. And it was and like, he just looked like a shrimp. Arnold looks like a, like a shrimp normal person. Oh, man. <laughs> and, th and this was back in his prime. <clears throat> so we're, you know. Speaking of shrimp, you guys would be proud of me. I had shrimp tacos yesterday. Me and Gina went out for dinner. We got shrimp tacos. I had one taco left. Got to go. And I put it in the car. And I left it in the car all night until like 10. And I was like, oh, no, that shrimp taco. I was like, should I eat this? I'm like, I bet I could still eat it. That's fine. It's only been like 10 hours. It wasn't that hot. And then I, I didn't eat. I threw it away. Smart. That's, <laughs> that's pretty good. That was I thought so that was going the other way for a second. But. <laughs> I usually eat leftovers from cars all the time. <laughs> and I was like, shrimp. I was like, fuck. That's, that's, a, so close. that's, a, that's a dangerous the, game. The serve safe in me is like, I'm so paranoid about that shit now. I, it's I just like, had to redo mine. Nice. I just had to recertify. What was so. your score? I don't know, somewhere in the 90s. Oh, you so you can actually uh, make some money fucking teaching ServeSafe and proctoring the exams. Is that how it works? So when, yeah, if you get a 90 or above. You so can... when I did it this most recent time, I did it with an online proctor. So someone through a, through a company yeah. logs in and can watch me through my webcam, do it on my, on my own computer. Oh, Is that crazy? It's so creepy. It's so weird. And there's all these parameters where it's like, if they think that you're like whispering or like you look off to the side of the they room, can like fail you they shit. just immediately terminate the test. Before you start, you have to walk the webcam around the room, under the desk. I'm taking a test like that soon. Yeah. <clears throat> what you can do, which is easily overlooked, is you tape your cheat cards to the uh, to the monitor, to the fucking screen of the monitor. You, so what this company did was they made you take your cell phone, flip it, into into selfie mode so that they can see oh, back and then smart okay and so then Damn. you orient that towards the webcam yeah. so that then they can see what the monitor looks like and what you're looking at so if you had something Damn. taped there wow Damn, or, if you, or if you had like another window open you have to use one of the secure browsers but if you had anything that's nope, crazy they don't let you do it what if okay there's i there's only one thing i can see around that is basically if you have like a veil over your laptop of like cheat cards that fit the profile of the monitor. Oh, and man. then you flip it over <laughs> before the proctored exam and you do your cell phone shit. And then when you put the cell phone down, you like sweep it over. Or like if the person's going to take a bite you gotta of get their a fucking green sandwich. Screen. You gotta get a green screen <laughs> and then it looks like your room, but it's just a whole wall littered with all the answers. <laughs> I'm sure someone's figured out a way to beat the system. Oh yeah, totally. I I'm, didn't feel like putting that. Did you guys? In. I, just I, did I it. fucking for cheated. Safe, right? Yeah, I just, I, I just did it like legit. But yeah. How I was supposed to. <laughs> Man, in high school, I cheated on so many tests. I don't know if you guys probably did, but the shit that we used to do, we used to fucking get. First of all, me and my buddy Keith, we used to we sat next to each other in physics class. And we used to do sign language for the things. We do oh. the corner of the desk. So he'd put his hand like on the corner desk. That's A, B, C, D for the four corners. And he'd be like, so we'd just do it together. He'd be like one. He'd be like, and I'd be, and then he'd be like D. 
and then like C, or we just do A B C D sign language, and he'd be like, he'd be like, <laughs> no, no one, like, no one caught on to the giant C right. in, in the room where everyone's head down at the desk. James just sitting there, there's C in no, his arm. It'd usually just be down at the table, and we'd be like D. <clears throat> but then we used to fucking have water bottles, and you could write, you could literally take your label off and then write shit on it and then stick it back on. You could see it in your water bottle and you could see the answers because then it would like magnify it through the water. Mm. <laughs> wow. Man, you just have to wonder how much time went into thinking of the schemes. And Instead if that, of studying? And, and, and if that same time went into studying. Nope. <laughs> For real though. Dude, like, I, you probably would have spent less time studying. Me and my buddy cheated on a Latin, like a state Latin exam. And we had to go take it in the lunchroom. And we ended up getting such high scores on it that there was like this huge event and like we got praised. They had like the school come, we had to go up on stage. We're like, oh, thank you, thank you. They had a pizza party for us. We got like, oh fuck, it was so bad. I was like, if we get caught, we might go to jail. I'm like, you better keep this shit tight. <laughs> Isn't this an early Simpsons episode? Oh my where, God. Where Bart Gets labeled it as is. a genius. <clears throat> yeah. Does he? Yeah. He switches his test with Martin. Yeah. And oh. he goes to that school and like, yeah, he can't fit We in. got like a lot of cum laude or some shit. I was like, get it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, don't tell anybody. We're going to go to jail for sure. But we got a pizza party out of it. So I was Sick. like, fuck yeah, I pizza. Mean, right? Worth it. And my yeah. teacher knew. She's like, you, you, I know you didn't get this. Oh, dude, I don't see how your She's whole like, school wasn't already fucking skeptical. Yeah. They just wanted to see how long it would go. Yeah. yeah, I had to. So, like, I think I think I told this story before, but I had to fucking go. So, at the end of every year, everyone gets like this special invitation if you have the highest score of a subject in high school. So, like, whoever has the highest GPA in English, math, blah blah, blah you get like an invitation, and then you get like award for having the highest. And they tell you in your letter, you're like, oh, you're gonna be receiving one award today or you're going to be receiving three awards because you had the highest gpa in like three classes and i got a letter one year i think it was my senior year and i was like what the fuck i'm like why the fuck am i getting a letter to this event i'm like i'm never ever going to be getting a and they're like you are you are getting um two awards and i'm like hold up i'm like first of all there's no fucking way i'm getting one award and now you're saying i got the highest gpa in the whole school in two subjects no fucking way so i go to this event and it's like all the fucking like highest honor kids and all their parents and then it's me <laughs> and i know i'm like this is not good i'm like i didn't invite my parents and made sure they didn't come because i knew bad shit was gonna happen did they know about it my parents yeah. fuck no <laughs> fuck no <laughs> one of my buddies was there too and i was like fuck the same kid that got the latin thing i was like fuck I'm like, it's for Latin. It's for the Latin. He's like, he's like, yeah. He's like, I got one. He's like, I'm like, I got two. He's like, what the fuck? He's like, you got two? I'm like, I'm like, yeah. Like, what is it? What do you think it's for? He's like, I have no idea. So everyone's getting called up, like, oh, blah blah blah, for mathematics, and everyone's like, oh, and like English, oh, and then it's like, then we get our Latin awards. That's what it was for, Latin. It's like, and James Evers for physical education, <laughs> and I'm like, you motherfuckers. <laughs> And I had to go up on stage for the highest gym. <laughs> Fucking, I was like, this is so stupid. How do you get high grades in gym? Well, I went the next day, I went to my gym teacher and I was like, you son of a bitch. And he starts cracking up. He's like, you like that award you got? <laughs> He's just fucking with me. He's like, we're already going. So I figured I'd give it to you. Oh, that's So what ridiculous. was the second one? It was it was physical education and Latin. 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 Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, you used to get graded in gym whenever, like, let's say it's it's the week of gymnastics, and you have like those events laid out with the mm-hmm. beam, the box, the the ropes, the cargo net, the the big rope that you have to climb all the way the fuck up and hit yeah. the ceiling. We yeah. used to you would have to you would get graded how well you were able to do those events. That shit was like in middle school, like the presidential awards. Mm-hmm. Like how good can you stretch? Test. Yeah. That was with like pull ups and running. Pull ups, running, the one mile sit ups, maybe. Yeah, one mile sit ups. Sit ups. You had to do a stretch. You know, like to see how flexible oh, you were and shit. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. And you'd either get the ba- blue or the red. Basically, all of these antiquated fitness tests at the army. Yeah, still uses, but they're starting to phase out because they're starting to realize that it's a bunch hey, of bullshit. Guess what? That's not an accurate yeah. measure of someone's ability to go do all of those other tasks. Which the the new Marine Corps fitness test is actually pretty dope. It's much more like field functional. So it's like you have like uh, you have to buddy carry, like firemen carry somebody over a distance. You have to you have to do this like obstacle course and then throw a grenade and accurately hit in the realm of the target. Not mm. a real grenade, a blue ball, but yeah. Um, Seems and then, way more appropriate. Right. <laughs> blue ball. But, um, let's measure someone's fitness. Ammo cans yeah. and like you ammo can, like, uh, like running and shit like that. Uh, yeah. They weren't doing any of this when you were in though. They, as I was leaving, they were teasing it in. It was like the test phase before it was like actually in, like implemented. Yeah, mm. when, when it's crazy though, dude. What they're doing in the military now is fucking crazy, fucking. And I don't know. It, we probably should save this for any kind of last call, but I don't give a shit, right? Um, the Marine Corps is downgrading everything. They're giving away tanks. They're not doing tanks anymore. They don't have a tank outfit. They don't have. I don't think they have an artillery outfit. They're getting rid of. They're downgrading to strictly. They're, we're basically going back to being pirates again. Nice. Really? Pirates on a boat. Fuck wow. yeah. In preparation for China. Dude, China's China's fucking crazy, man. Dude, this is like the this is where they're the next phase of the military is worried of, like China is the next threat. Yeah, that makes sense. China's fucking crazy. Crazy. We'll do this in last call, but yeah, okay. fucking China's I'll, crazy. I'll be on the record saying I'm neutral on China. <laughs> If any Chinese people are listening right now. <laughs> God damn. Yeah. Seth is a goddamn traitor of the United <laughs> States of America. <laughs> I always knew about that. His name that. is Zhang Tardif over here. <laughs> Makes sense. He's always wearing that olive drab stuff. Yeah. this. Um, you sure this, do drink a lot of tea. Guys, um, we need to be able to have our fans in China still be able to listen to this That's episode. That's true. We do have a lot of... Man, now uh, now that we're talking about China for a second though, so do you know about the whole John Cena thing? Yes. Did you guys hear no. about this? John Cena. I, I heard about it, didn't go down the rabbit hole, so I don't know so all the all the details. I didn't go down the rabbit hole either. I just know the surface of it. But basically he acknowledged that <laughs> Taiwan's Taiwan Taiwan is country. a country. Okay. Yeah. Right. And China does not acknowledge that. So he issued an apology in Mandarin. Now, the interesting part is, <laughs> why does John Cena know Mandarin? Because five years ago, Vince McMahon said, hey, John Cena, we want you to be popular in China, so you should probably learn Mandarin. So he what? learned Mandarin. <laughs> and he apologized 
for acknowledging that Taiwan is a country. Because Fast and the Furious does way more money over there than mm. it does here. And now he's in fucking oh, fuck Fast yeah. and the Furious, yeah. the new one coming out. Yeah. That's fucking, it's bullshit. But now everyone's, it's such bullshit. Everyone, everyone's calling him out on it, calling him John Zena instead of Cena <laughs> with an X. <laughs> fucking A. Oh, man. All right, yeah. let's get back. Sorry, to yeah, yeah, yeah. Weird how, tangent. How do we pull that back? Uh, I don't think we can. Well, I mean, John Cena is pretty jacked. Um, he's okay, probably, okay, yeah, that's yeah. a pretty good. Segment. Chinese yes. food is delicious. <laughs> so you, you got a carb. You, you, you need to eat yeah. to grow. Exactly. So now we're getting there. Okay. We're getting there. Yeah. If I'm gonna get Chinese food, right? Should I? What should I avoid? Probably all the delicious stuff, right? I would say, what's your goal? Goals to get swole. So if you're trying to eat. Size is the prize, man. So <laughs> if you're not in a caloric deficit, you're not trying to diet down for a specific goal, such yeah. as a show. Yeah, yeah. You probably have free reign of that menu. Now, yes. again, what's, what's your goal? If your goal is to maintain weight. I want to bulk up. Okay. So if your goal is to bulk up, you're going to be in a modest calorie surplus. Yeah. So. You could go online, you could look at the menu ahead of time. If you wanted to be, you know, this meticulous, other, some people just go out and wing it. It's which, like dirty bulk, right? Is that what that's called? Dirty bulk? Yeah, there's a lot of. I don't want a dirty bulk, but so, I still want to enjoy the finer things. So the way, <laughs> it, you know, some people don't track at all. Yeah. But when I say track, I mean track calories or macronutrients. I usually don't. If So if, you, if you're not tracking at all, then you could just go out and wing it. And then just lift like a fucking champ sure. at the gym. Yeah. Because at that point, you're not trying to restrict how much you're eating. So one of the benefits to tracking is there is a point of diminishing return. You can start to overeat and, and eat too much too quickly. And then you're gaining weight at too rapid of a pace. My so muscles aren't keeping up with my belly. Basically, you're gaining more fat than you are muscle. Yeah. They're, you know, you're, you're hitting that tipping point. So... If you're someone that's tracking because you're trying to achieve a specific goal, like, oh, I'm trying to, you know, you have a powerlifting meet, you have a bodybuilding competition, it's it's away from the competition, you're trying to specifically improve to it. You haven't built up the proficiency in years past to just ballpark it, so you're probably tracking. Mm -hmm. So if you're in a surplus and you have 3,000 calories to eat that day and you go and you're going for dinner, you know you're going for dinner, you can save yourself 1,500, 2,000 calories, you know, somewhere in and around there. Look and at have the, lighter meals for breakfast. Lighter meals earlier in the day. Or, yeah. no. you, don't, or you don't have such a big yeah, portion I was gonna when you're ask, there. I was going to ask you about, um, I've, been, I've been just, not on purpose, but just because of my work, and we've been skipping lunch at work to leave early. It's a whole bunch of bullshit with unions. but So I haven't been eating until like 5 o'clock every day. I'll like have a no, no breakfast. Either. No, no so breakfast. That's your the first time you eat. Yeah, it's like five o'clock at night. I'll have a coffee in on the way in, but then I won't really eat anything until I get home, which is like now, four or five. Does won't really mean exactly nothing, or you have like little snackies? No, nothing. Okay, I'll drink water and I'll have a coffee. Okay, granted, my coffee has one cream, one sugar in it, but it's a large. So, do you do that? It's because it's, it's convenient. It's been or, happening for the last two or three weeks. So, did you kind of just? stumble into this by accident yeah, yeah okay so you weren't doing it with the intention of oh i'm gonna fast for the whole day no because some people do that and that's called either intermittent fasting or time restricted feeding time restricted eating mm -hmm. and it's basically where you have multiple hour 
chunks of your of the day where you're either awake or you're asleep and you don't eat. So you basically keep all of your your time window for when you're going to eat to a much more restricted window. A lot of people will t- tout that for various benefits. Yeah. It do- it's not better. It's not it, better. it's not better for fat loss, it's not better for strength gain cuz it's, it's lowering your metabolism, right? <clears throat> or no. Your metabolism works best with semi-regular feedings throughout the day. Throughout the day. It's it's a little taxing to kind of go all have, you know, all of your calories in one or two sittings 5 hours apart. It, it, your body is pretty resilient and capable, yeah. so it will find a way to do that, but it's not the most efficient. So, you know, people will do that thinking that, oh, it's going to help me lose weight better or faster. Well, if you all of a sudden, ha- you know, if you're awake for 12 hours and you restrict yourself to eating within only five of that, well, now you've just eliminated over half of the time where you could be eating. So it's a way you may consume fewer calories. Gotcha. The problem I have with that, and one thing that I've, because I have to explain intermittent fasting, time-restricted eating, at least three or four times a week to, to new people, to, to new patients, but... One of the things that I, <clears throat> the biggest drawback I see from that method that I think is often overlooked is <clears throat> if you are restricting or limiting your eating window to, uh, generally it's like the max or the minimum window is like 12 hours and then the max can be like three or whatever. I mean, however extreme somebody wants to be. There's a there's a few variations. Yeah, yeah. The, the problem is, is that when you're eliminating, if you're only eating within a very narrow window, you, you lose huge opportunities to make sure that you're getting a balanced diet. Absolutely. Like huge, because if you're just saving your fucking one meal to dinner time, you have to catch up on all your veggies, all your fruits, any of the healthy fats you have to include, fucking all that bullshit. And it's just like you're setting yourself up to failure under this like romantic idea that it's going to help fucking lose weight or whatever. Totally agree. And it doesn't take into account you can still overeat in that allowed <laughs> yeah, window. No, right. yeah. So just because you have a smaller window where you're quote unquote allowed to eat, total calories still matter. And even, sure. if, even if it's a smaller window, you can still go above, equal, or, or below that. Yeah. So, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't serve the point that people are making. It comes down to calories. It's just a vehicle to control when you're getting them. Yeah. And it works for some people. And, and sometimes, like, people need that extreme structure or whatever. But the long-term outcome is not, they're not going to get what they desire. And, I mean, if it fits with someone's lifestyle... Yeah, absolutely. Some people just don't like breakfast. So they'll have dinner, maybe a snack before bed, and then they won't eat again until maybe midday. Yeah. Maybe they don't call it intermittent fasting or time restricted feeding, but by definition of what other people call it, they are doing that. Mm. And it's just, it fits for their lifestyle. Sure. So if it does that, and then you're able to hit all the other things you need to do, like your calories, your macronutrients, your micronutrients. Okay. Yeah. A lot of things fit different people's lifestyles. So <clears throat> I have a question. If I want to look like Jason Momoa, I want to get shredded like Aquaman shredded, big, bulky. From now until I have I have to look like this in December of 2022. 
So it's like at least 18 months. Should I start just bulking up until like the last four months and then cut? Just bulk, bulk, bulk. Just get huge as I can. And then the last like couple months, just cut all the fat I can to be look shredded. So you should definitely spend the majority of that time getting huge in like a bulking or a gaining phase. Mm -hmm. Because when you're in a, cal a, a period of calorie restriction, you're not going to make you're you not going to build muscle. You're not going to make much, if any, progress. The more new you are, the more you can kind of get away with some things that more an intermediate or advanced person wouldn't, you know, wouldn't be able to experience. But you're not going to make the progress you want if you're calorically restricting, or, you know, to the degree you want, even at maintenance, you right. do you do need an extra the extra fuel to fuel that that new growth. Is it possible to be like that in 18 months, or is it like no way? It's crazy. Like, how long does it take for him to get like that jacked? Because I was looking at some videos of him, like Jason Momoa throughout the his like life. And there was a good window where he was a fat fucking slob, just like me. And I was like, <laughs> okay, this is possible. Like in 2017, he had like a beer belly. And then in 2019, <clears throat> guy was fucking cut. And I was like, Jesus Christ. People can make pretty Dude, drastic transformations. Ron McElhaney, man. But like prime example. You know, yeah. I mean, one of the things you want to consider is, you know, just because you can do it quickly, A, you know, is it safe? Right. And that's a, that's a whole can of worms. There's a, a million ways you could parse that I out. I do it naturally without roids. I don't want to be beating people are, up. Are you going to Are you going to do it naturally? Because if you do it naturally, your body's ability to do things, it's, it's pretty amazing, but it's a lot more limited as yeah. to compare it if you were on something. Like delicious steroids. What about Taco Bell? If I want to get like him, is Taco Bell out of the question? I mean, if you're trying to eat more calories at some point in order to get those extra calories, more calorically dense foods. I like it. So maybe help you hit that so goal. Maybe, maybe less twisted teas and, and beers. And more beefy five layer burritos. I mean, we are, if we want to parse it out in terms of like, like a pyramid, layers of like start at the foundation and build up. Yeah, yeah. First, we want to get how many calories we need. Then we want to look where are those calories coming from? Protein, carbohydrates, fat, getting in a fiber too. Yeah. Then micronutrients, fluids also kind of fall somewhere in here as well. Then we can start to look at some other things, meal timing, meal frequency, maybe some type of supplementation at the end. But yeah. if we think about these things in that order, it prioritizes their magnitude of importance. All of those things will have some degree of effect. But if you start to put the cart before the horse and put right. some of those later mentioned levels before the other, it's either not going to have the impact that you think it will, or you're going to be neglecting some things at the foundation that are going to have a much greater degree of importance and effect. Right. So to answer that question, you know, if your goal is to, you know, gain muscle, get stronger, you need to be eating in a modest calorie surplus. And what does modest mean? It means, you know, when we look at, we want to look at percents of rate of percents of weight gain per week or per month. For someone who's new, you know, a couple percent per week, per month on average. If you're gaining more than that, you're going to be gaining more fat. Yeah. That's detrimental to health. It's going to slow you down in the gym. It's just, it's not beneficial. So if you're eating, you know, a moderate calorie surplus, you have the ability to go eat out more, to eat more calorically dense foods, understanding that we're also hitting those other layers such as micronutrients. So we're getting fruits, vegetables, 
all these other foods that have health benefits. Gotcha. Whole foods, phytonutrients. Don't be eating calories from cake. Get your calories from when your calories when your calories get higher, you're inherently going to have discretionary calories at the end. Calories that after you've spent everything on what you need to hit, you've got some little bit extra that you can go and have fun with. If you think of a monetary budget, you have to pay your mortgage or your rent. Mm-hmm. You have to pay your utilities, any other bill commitments that you have, and then you have your income, obviously dictating how much you can spend. Right. Well, after you pay all of your true obligations, you might have a little bit of discretionary money left over that you go spend on cocaine and hookers. <laughs> if, if, if that tickles your fancy, that's your discretionary money. Your porn subscriptions. Oh, yep. Yep. Oh. We got to keep those up to date. So <laughs> it, it's a very similar premise. If you're hitting all of those mandatory things nutritionally, your calories, your macros, your micros, your fluids, your fiber, and you've got a little bit of extra calories at the end of the day, there's no harm in having a little bit of fun with that. Right. And this is also, again, under the context of you're exercising. <laughs> yeah. <Right>. Yes. Because <laughs> so I kept my diet the same, but I haven't been really working out of the gym and I've been gaining like three pounds a week. <laughs> yeah. Because we need the stimulus. Yeah, yeah. Your your body needs that that physical stimulus to grow, to get stronger. The food is just the fuel to go supply it to go do these things, to come right. back, recover from it, and go do it again. Okay. So are you saying it's a possibility? Yes, absolutely. Okay, there's a chance. There is. A lot of hope for you there, James. <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> I don't like to put limits on people. Yeah. I mean, I, absolutely. Are there, are there some lofty goals that are just completely unrealistic? Like if you said you wanted to go do that in the next six months, I would say no chance. Yeah. But, I, you know, I would phrase it in a way that, you know. P- a politer version. Yeah, it doesn't you know, beat you down. It doesn't, it doesn't, if you weren't me, yeah. Yeah, that's not a complete buzzkill and then that takes all the wind out of your sails. Yeah. I would phrase it, I would probably redirect it to be like, you know, we'll see. Let's just go out there, do what we need to do. We'll see where we are at the end of that. Because if you go do all the things you need to do, you will progress. Mm-hmm. In my mind, I know you're probably not going to get to that very lofty goal. Because right now, yeah. three months is more of a short to moderate term time range. And what you're describing is a long-term goal. Yeah, yeah. So what we're going to get you doing is we're going to make sure you're hitting those steps along the way to the long-term goal. You're going to get buy-in. Mini goals. You're going to hit your mini goals. You're going to get buy-in. You're going to start to enjoy the process. And then ultimately you will hit your long-term goal. And if I'm not there the last six months, steroids. <laughs> if that's your choice. Some guy at work was telling me, he's like, you know how you can tell, I don't know if this is true or not, because this is just a guy. He goes, you know how you can tell if someone's on steroids, like girls especially, their shoulders are huge. Because when you do steroids, your shoulders get big first. Is that true? Or is that just like that guy just saying it's bullshit? I think that's probably that guy just making up something. <laughs> I was like, it, and I so was like, so it would really be whatever you're putting focus on working out with, right? And different he steroids. It, he said do it goes to your steroids. I mean, there, there's, a, there's a whole mess of different steroids that do different things. Some for people, endurance. Some people for make cocktails. Yeah. Um, there's like black like market cocktails. pharmacists who will concoct you this blend. Definitely not, you know, endorsing any of them because their safety is, yeah, you know, it's really questionable. Bad. Really, it's just Mexican collagen that you're just injecting into your body. Have you, you know? seen the guys who do the oil thing? What is it called? No. Synthol. Synthol. Yeah. So, so synthol. I dove deep into that. I was like, damn, these guys are crazy. What is yeah, that? You can. D- that's probably one of the ones you can definitely tell someone who's used synthol because it has a very distinct look. And it's exactly what James says. You're injecting this type of oil into, a, into an area. 
So if you, a lot of people will inject it into like very showy muscles, like, like their, their calves, biceps, like, like their biceps, their chest. Oh, and it's crazy. It, it looks very, it's like, it's like, like a bubble it's inflated. Like tits. It's like real bad. Fake it, tits. it doesn't have a very balanced or natural look in my opinion. Okay. That could also be that the individuals who I've seen who've used it might not have injected it in a balanced way. Sure. They probably favored those showy muscles. Um, but usually the individuals who I've seen use it, um, in my opinion, it looks a little goofy because they've probably done it in in a way that's just not, you know, and it's weird. pleasing it, to me. It, it's like it's like you don't work out at all, but for some reason you have like 18-inch pythons. So it, it's just you have it's no chest muscles aesthetics. or aesthetics. Like there's no yes. actual like functional muscle or strength there. It's, it's just like you're pure show. It's like you're injecting yeah. oil into your it is skin. Oil. Yeah. And then yeah. it's just like a big ass blob of oil in there. Oh, God, that's terrifying. But it like kind of stays in that muscly shape. <clears throat> and I don't know any about like no, I, 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 don't, I don't really know like the ins and outs of it. So like how to start it, maintain it. What happens if you decide, it's oh, this, really was bad. A, this was a terrible mistake. How, right. do I, how do I get, where's my exit strategy? Yeah. I saw a dude I'm draining familiar it. With that. Like a doctor was trying to like get this guy to like stop doing it. I'm sure you have to. And he was draining yeah. it. And I was like, see a doctor. <sighs> it was like pus coming out. It was just like liquid. Yeah. I was like, put that shit on a stir you know, fry, dude. dude like, you know what I'm saying? Mm. That's just, it's just, it's really sad that. To be in that headspace where you think that that is the next reasonable step. <laughs> Party outside. <laughs> and everyone's invited. Everyone's invited. You know, everyone has <clears throat> their their idea of, you know, what, what their goal is or, sure. or what looks good to them or what looks cool to them. Yeah. Uh, you know, Some of so. it's out of like a, a desperation of they've tried everything and have never it just like don't get lasting results so they're just willing to jump on the next fucking there's a lot of bandwagon hopping in general yeah. and honestly most of the people who tend to bandwagon hop to paint with broad strokes they tend to gravitate more towards a little bit of the fad ones sure. that are very hard to sustain <clears throat> so unsurprisingly they can't string together long-term consistency and then they just don't see success with it or they want results quick but again, it's not sustainable. Yeah. So do you guys want to hear a fucking weird dream I had yesterday? Always. I don't know if it was because of the podcast that was coming up, but it was nutrition and food related. And I don't know if you listen to the podcast, but you know that I have nightmares a lot. Okay. So last night's dream, right? I was sitting with like, I think it was like you guys or like a group of people just at a table, right? And we had like a plate of just... A butternut squash like a small pile of butternut squash but it was like this new food that someone had like oh we're trying this out and you just eat this little bit of food and it just makes you feel full like like not even halfway and like almost instantly you just like feel full you're like so we're eating it and we're just eating butternut squash and like four scoops in and like the person across the table was like damn i feel so full like i can't have any more of this and i'm like what and i start eating it and i'm like and then like the next person over is like, damn, holy shit, just like a brick in my stomach. And then I started eating, I was like, oh fuck yeah, I feel full now. I was like, that's crazy. I'm like, that's crazy, cool invention, man. People can like eat that instead of being like, getting their stomach shrunk. That was my dream. That was weird. <laughs> and then I woke up and I was like, I wonder if someone could fucking make something like that, that would like, like spray foam, like you eat some and then once it hits your acid, expands. it expands, but doesn't explode your stomach. So 
similar, but not exactly what you're talking about. There are strategies that people can implement when they're dieting yeah. to make themselves feel fuller. Drinking carbonated beverages for sure is one. I drink like fucking two 12 packs a day. Yeah. The seltzers. That's probably not good for that's, me. That's, <laughs> that's quite a bit of seltzer. Someone <laughs> said that the carbonation could fuck up my calcium. But then I was like, or. Well, carbonation is acidic. So does that play I don't know if that's role? true. Or yeah, but they, you've got good buffers in your blood to fucking. They said something about like if I, if I eat too much, if I drink too much carbonated stuff, it would fuck up like my bones and my fingernails. And I was like, well, I eat a lot of steak. You're way better at physiology than, than <laughs> yeah. I am. So I'm just trying to think of the, the most simple way to kind of like pick that apart. So just, just to close out the thought on the, the seltzer. So people will do that because the, the, carbon, the carbon dioxide expands. It's a gas. It'll fill your stomach. So part of the physiologic response to being full, one of the parts, is just your stomach expanding. Yeah, yeah. Uh, your stomach does have a large capacity to expand. And over time, if you continually eat more and more, it'll stretch the capacity at which it's going to tell you it's full just kind of becomes tested. And that's why if someone, again, is going through like a period where they're trying to, you know, eat a little bit more to gain weight, they just feel full all the time. But then you just kind of stick with it and then it becomes easier. But then in terms of like carbon dioxide and the calcium, so none of this is going directly into your blood at first. It's all going into your stomach at first. Yeah. And just what Justin said, your body has a lot of different acid-based buffering systems. So by the time anything is getting into your blood, it's at a neutral pH. And it's at okay. the and if it is at an acidic or alkaline pH, it's only because certain parts of your digestive tract are already at those pHs. Gotcha. For normal physiology. Okay. So the chances of it fucking maybe losing my nails from drinking too many seltzers, especially when I eat a lot of steak. Is that, is that similar to like the gimmick of like, like water companies having a pH of like nine plus? Because uh, I got into an argument at a at a like a not like a symposium, but like oh no, it was at the fucking um, I think it was at like the gluten free festival in Worcester. <laughs> Which that fucking place is full of wacky people. If you're telling me about the crystal lady at that place, right? Oh, the right? crystal lady. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. that was like a whole thing where she was like, oh, like, here, hold this crystal. How do you oh, feel you now? you can't digest <laughs> calcium. You got to buy some of my supplements. <laughs> like, a bunch of weird, like, hippie people were eating this shit up. But Didn't you go there for work, too? Or no? No, no, no. I just went there for Neen. For um, entertainment? To, like, pick up all, like, the uh, free samples. Oh. Yeah. Was it, like, the Sasquatch convention we went to? Oh, it was... It just was, pure entertainment? It was... No, it was better than that. The what? Sasquatch convention was fucking... Bananas. Downright, like, embarrassing. Yeah, it was cringy, right? In Lemonster, we... Him, did yeah. we talk about this? Did you guys do a podcast about it, too? Yeah, we did. Because you, yeah. you and I definitely have talked about it outside of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. But I don't. I don't oh we talked about it. Was um, <laughs> it Patty's episode? Right? Was it Patty's? Because I feel like, with Patty's. Because so. I feel like I, I, I know I de Justin and I definitely talked about it off of a podcast, Probably. and then I think I also remember <clears throat> listening to it in one of the many episodes. Yeah, that have maybe the happened. Halloween episode. But it was a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. yeah. I want to come back to the pH. So people, but continue with yours. So so um, th there was a no no that's fucking. No, now I know where it was. It was it was for fucking. Um, it was with school lunch. It was a convention for vendors for for trying to win over like school lunch budgets, 
and it was for it was for my internship. How and much went sawdust there. can we keep in those <clears> potatoes? And this guy was like, "Oh, try this new water for fucking six dollars a bottle. We can sell it to you for five dollars a bottle at a surplus. It's got a pH of this, so it's going to be better for you." And I was just looked at this guy. I was like, "Dude." Anybody with a knowledge of human physiology, like as your stomach is an acid of like three and a half or some shit. As soon as that water hits your fucking stomach, you're losing any kind of alkaline benefit to begin with, right? Yeah. I even like to take my answer to these questions a little bit more broad. And I always ask, well, what's the what's the point of any of these companies? It's a for-profit company. Right. They're trying to make some money. They're trying to make some money. Makes money. They're not trying to Sure, they may have some altruistic claims about trying to keep you healthy. And sure, are there some like noble companies who do have like a health first mindset? Sure. But as but a, once they see that money coming in. As a whole, if care. we're talking like big name brands or even even some of the smaller ones, their goal is to make money. Yeah. There's a pretty long leash in terms of what they can say before they really get questioned on it. Like legality stuff. So you have to really wonder. Are they saying this because they're really looking out for your best interest or are they saying this because they think it's going to appeal to your emotion and get them a sale? Sure. Mm -hmm. You know? Right. So it's, it's like restaurant. Some, like, something to consider. Restaurant food, they don't give a shit about your health. Hell They don't no. give a fuck. They want their shit to taste good. So it's going to be salt and fat and all that good delicious stuff. Do you know how salty Roadhouse mashed potatoes are? It's like, I think it's something like, it's at least... 23-ish, 100 milligrams of salt or something like I don't that. know how so much they are, but they're delicious. Yeah. A whole day. They're so good, though, but they're 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 so salty. I eat them like, God, that's so salty. I'm like, but they're so good. Put I some gravy to, on I, I pull up, mm. I have like copies of menus of like the nutrition menus for, for my you clients. Salt thing? Oh. And like, they'll they'll be like, I'll be like, well, what restaurants do you go to? Oh, well, you know, 99. Oh, well, what do you get there? Well, I try to. I go the healthy route. I get the salad. I get the the fajita salad or some shit. Hmm. I'm like, you know, that's a fucking. I'm glad you're thinking about that wavelength. It's a good idea. But let me show you something. <laughs> I pull out the fucking menu, and it's like, it's like six thousand milligrams of salt. Fucking all kind. It's damn. just like it's crazy. Maybe not that high, but like. And then calorie wise, it's all the stuff they put on it. Oh yeah, for the sure. The cheese so, and the sour cream. It's, it's not this low calorie, low sodium thing that everyone envisions it to be yeah. when they order a salad. It's yeah. crazy how high those calorie salads are too. They're like fucking 1500 calories. And I'm like, damn, that's a lot. Yeah. It adds I mean, up quick when you put nuts, fruit, <laughs> yeah. which in and of themselves are great. Sure. But then you put Ranch all these dressing. extra dressings, oils. Maybe it's got like a crouton. Some cheese. Cheese. Mm. You know, whatever. Ham. <laughs> my fucking cousin, when we used to go to my grandmother's house as a kid, he would like eat salad. Then I'd look at his salad. I'm like, bro, that's not a salad. That's a fucking goddamn. He'd put like seven slices of ham on it with like a shitload of cheese and like vinaigrette. And I'm like, bro, that is not good for you. It's it's an open face sandwich with a little bit <laughs> right. of garnish. <laughs> right. For real. I was like, fuck, that is not a salad, dog. And I was like 10. I was like, no wonder you're fat. But you know. A lot of people who are in a gaining phase, they use that yeah. extra calorie as an excuse sure. to just go over the end. And then they get fat as fuck. They get fat as fuck or they neglect all of these other, you know, important nutrients for health. They neglect, you know, vitamins, minerals, fluid, fiber. They tend to think about, oh, well, I can just take a multivitamin. 
or a supplement, completely neglecting the fact that, oh, well, if I just ate this whole food, I would get a myriad of other nutrients, phytonutrients, antioxidants, all of these other ones that have, you know, significant health benefits as well. Because that's the other thing. People get, they get tunnel vision. Mm -hmm. It's all good and great to want to get like bigger, stronger, faster. But if you're not doing it in a healthy way, what's the point? Right. Yeah. That makes sense. What, uh, I want to get back to this pH thing. So you hear people when they fucking say, oh, you have like a really acidic stomach or something. It's like, why don't you drink some apple cider vinegar? I'm like, isn't that acidic as well? And like, no, but it balances it out. Acidity is good with acid and then it brings it down to your base or some shit. I'm like, how does that make sense? Is that a bunch of bullshit? Like, say that I have like, say that I have like fucking I know people indigestion. That, and they're like, oh okay. no, actually you want an acid with the acid and then it'll bring it down to the base. I'm like, I'm like, that doesn't make sense. So I think there's two parts. You can give your, your personal experience. I'll give the part of, sure, are there people who have maybe like increased stomach acid production and they probably have GERD. So, you know, acid reflux and they might need some type of, you know, acid inhibitor or something to balance out that, bring that stomach acidity a little bit lower. Mm. I mean, those those medical cases exist. Yeah. And that's- But that's, is that rare? No. No. I know GERD is rare. I have that shit all day. GERD's very common. And, And GERD can be exacerbated by some of the foods you eat. If you're overweight and obese, Taco it can Bell, be exacerbated as well. But I don't know what's the. <laughs> no. I'm like I, I'm I, all of those things. I know I do know like there's more and more research now looking at the long term use of like proton pump inhibitors like omeprazole or something like that and how it can actually fuck up the acid production in your stomach and and cause like like, like SIBO a, and shit like that like a dependence on it yeah is that where you're going yeah. or like that you just fuck up like. You basically just create like small bacterial overgrowth or uh and like fuck up your stomachs to the point where it's like if you like immediately cut it out like it's actually better to cut it out and suffer for a few weeks so you're so everything kind of like falls back to normal versus like continuing on like long-term fucking ppi use like i haven't looked too hard in the data or the research or anything like that but i just a lot of people, a lot of people abuse the shit out of like omeprazole for their GERD and it's not doing well for people. It's not good. I heard the thing I mean, about Zantac and people get cancer from it. I don't know if that's unrelated. I don't know. But I don't know. Anyway. I mean, in general. What about med- meds have side effects? Yeah. The longer you take something, right. the greater the likelihood that you might run into a side effect. That makes sense. Or some kind of your body's overcompensation or dependency on it because all of a sudden it doesn't have to do its job something you know external that you're introducing is helping it do its job yeah why are people so obsessed with apple cider vinegar is that just a thing it's a pretty fad (laughs) thing it's so fad there was one and it was a pretty good study but it was in athletes on athlete i think they were soccer players who did use apple cider vinegar while they were in a caloric deficit and they did have statistically significant greater fat loss but it was just one study and i mean to be fair it was it was a pretty well done study but usually you don't want to make broad recommendations based off of one study right because there is the chance that from athletes yeah well yeah and from from from, which is not general generalizable to the entire population but there is the chance in that one study that 
they got statistically favorable results just on chance. Yeah. So you, sure. need, you need multiple studies to replicate that, to observe, you know, repeatable trends. So, you know, are there bodybuilders who are prepping who might use apple cider vinegar? There are. So then you also weigh like, what what's the, what's the cost benefit? Well, if they don't have any acid reflux and they're not at risk of, you know, an esophageal ulcer and they're not just, and they're not just drinking it out of the bottle straight. They're Ooh. diluting it in something. Generally with water. Generally with water. It's probably pretty safe. At that point, the biggest downsides are the cost of it, or if you're not diluting it, that. And what's the real downside? If you're doing it with, in a dilution manner, it's either not going to help you, or maybe it helps you a very minor degree. Yeah. Keeping in mind that we're now using this as like a supplement and we've hit all those other layers of that foundation first mm -hmm. because the magnitude of effect that it's going to have is going to be much smaller than the actual caloric deficit gotcha because that's the key the calorie deficit as far yeah. as like the other reasons why people take apple cider vinegar the i've the, heard blood sugar dude, like, they have I've, I've heard blood Every sugar i don't I, I haven't really seen enough convincing science where i'm interested in it so my takeaway you know if I if I explain to someone that there's really no evidence to support it and that's enough and they're like, oh, OK, I'll move on. But if they're really hung up on it, I'll be like, OK, well, here's how much you, you might you might want to try. Make sure you dilute it. Go try it. Yeah. Set yeah. them up to do it in a very low risk way, because if I don't show them how to kind of do it, they might just go do it on their own. Mm. And if at least I'm maybe guiding them how to do it in a better way then they can maybe kind of just, they, they can they can get it out of their system. Maybe they maybe they experience it and then they're like, oh, you know what, it didn't help me out at all. And then they just are like, well, I did it for four weeks. I don't need to do it again. Yeah. I feel like apple cider vinegar cures everything. I was like, oh man, my fucking dog got sprayed. Like they got sprayed by a skunk. Like, oh, have you tried apple cider vinegar on that? Like, oh, I fucking sprayed my ankle. Like, dude, put some put a couple drops of apple cider vinegar on that shit. It heals instantly. Ah, like, James, my herpes are flaring up. Dude. Yeah. I heard <laughs> apple cider vinegar cures herpes completely. You, can be, you can be blowing strange again <laughs> the next day. Cup, a couple drop, it burns. A couple drops, but it burns, but it's good. People like to overextend CBD in that Fuck. way as well. Yeah. yeah. C so, yeah. CBD, according to the dude down the street, just does everything. Yeah. And there's- It's a cure-all. There's very little science on a, lot of these, on a lot of these things. But, you know, again, is it is it safe? I'll tell you who's spreading I mean, these rumors. I mean, a lot of the short, like, that's the thing. We only have a lot of short-term stuff. And in the short term, it's probably pretty low risk. We don't really have strong, you know, strong studies to describe long-term stuff. Hmm. But at the same time, most of the stuff shows no benefit. So- it's the downsides to your wallet. It's big apple cider vinegar companies sending those messages. Yeah. Like big pharma. It's big apple cider vinegar. Usually in my experience, when someone gravitates towards something like this, it's because they're looking for a quick fix. Mm -hmm. It's not because they're hitting right. all the check marks before and they're looking to squeak out that extra one or 2% because that's what it is. It's that extra one or 2%. Yeah. And it's like, why would you not study for the test and then just study the one extra credit question right to the good point that's so, a good way of like so, are dinosaurs oh, yeah. real yes no jesus made dinosaurs I've, I've got like some horror stories about fucking like things that i've seen in my 
like work setting. I'm not going to talk about them right now, but off the podcast, holy shit, man. Crazy. Crazy. Everyone can call Justin. And it's he can- so, it's fuck it, dude. It's like some of the like supplements. Like, I'm like, oh, you know, like, are you taking any nutrition supplements? Yeah, hold on. <laughs> just like here, like in the background on the phone, like them shuffling through their thing and they're just like listing so fucking many things like and i'm just thinking dollars like oh my fucking christ here and it's a in my experience it's a lot of these same individuals who will then say they don't have the money to go to the grocery store to buy foods that are more nutrient dense healthier and it's just again it's poor priorities yeah looking for a quick fix that being said are there some supplements that are safe and effective Absolutely. But the list is much shorter than the other ones. So, I mean, to give people a a useful resource, I would recommend the website examine.com. That's a, it's a very good website. It has no, um, they do a lot of steps to mitigate bias on there. Sure. Um, But it's basically like a nutrition supplement kind of hub. You can type in, you can type in a supplement. It'll give you a good write up on it based on based on peer reviewed evidence. Um, really? Yeah, so they give you some some summaries, how people use it, specifically for what outcomes, because that's a question a lot of people don't ask is like, they just take it blindly, but we, whenever we're implementing something, we wanna ask for what purpose. Um, there's a there's uh, free tiers and then there's paid tiers as well. The paid tiers help them put out a monthly research review. Okay. So then they take uh, they have a team that then, because there's just so much nutrition research coming out that like you, it's very difficult to keep up with it. So I actually subscribe to the research review because they then every month give me a list of five to 10 studies and they summarize it for me. So I don't have to tear through every single one, look at the statistics, but that's what the money goes to help with. Are they looking at specific like brand name, like supplements or is it like a a category of supplements like mostly category okay yeah so 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 if you were to type in creatine monohydrate one of the safest most well-researched supplements for 30 years they're gonna have a whole write-up on it what it is why people take it how people take it and what amounts what are the studies on it what's the outcome does it have a positive neutral or negative effect on it do they give like professional recommendations, like what you can tell your patients, your clients? Yeah, so for it's, like safe levels and how to they take do. it. They do. So Ooh. I have the I have the paid version, uh, so I don't know exactly what's limited on the free version. But if you do have the paid version, you have access to everything. Uh, the free version, at some point, some of the information, maybe some of the practical stuff, might get put behind a paywall. Okay, but if you're if you have questions about supplements and you don't have a qualified professional that you can reach out to, that's a good starting point. Mm. Yeah. Also with like supplements, like finding third-party tested, like verified supplements, like like the USP seal on a fucking, on a supplement bottle, you want to try to look for that stuff because that has been tested and verified that what they say is in the fucking ingredients is actually in the product itself. Hmm. Um, Yeah, I mean, to... To come back to the point we were making earlier, these are companies that are out to make a profit. It's the Wild West, man. In, in terms of supplements, it is the Wild West. Claims don't really have to be investigated or verified by the FDA until 
reports of non-compliance are then brought to them. So they investigate after the fact, not ahead of the, not ahead. Yeah. Sorry. Did we ever talk about on the last podcast with you about the um, psychotic um, work supplement that I had, workout supplement that I had? Or did I have that after? Some dude at work gave me this work workout supplement called Psychotic. I think we did talk we about did it. We did talk about cause it, Because right? this, this sounds okay. familiar. And had like fucking 700... Had like 700 cups of coffee in one scoop and like i was watching reviews of dudes who were like jack and like listen man i drink a lot of supplements and such to stay you know energized at the gym he's like but don't do this shit man i do a lot of and i can't even handle it. i do one scoop i'm about to have a heart attack he's like and it says like don't run on don't do any cardio vascular exercises with it like don't that, run on a treadmill because then if we think about what's the purpose of exercising to be healthy and then this is now telling us to not go do things that to help us promote health because <laughs> right. that's, that's a that's a explode. very that's a very solid business foundation God damn. I, i'm not sure that they've thought about their mission it's a psychotic and it's a scary <clears throat> their, their little missions clown. make money so yeah. if they're you know there's always going to be a market for especially pre-workouts yeah people want that amp up they want to go train harder i do see uh, there's a um i've been getting huge into so there's there's a philosophy of nutrition that um, I, I never knew there was a name for it, but I always kind of, I've always kind of subscribed to it as like a, you know, for my personality and how I approach nutrition. So like, uh, intuitive eating is like the, like the new anti dieting model or whatever. <clears throat> but one of the founders of it, I was watch I was watching a, um, I think a Ted talk of her or something like that. And she was saying, she made this, this funny comment about how like, the supplements the supplement companies it's it's the only business where if the product doesn't work they blame the consumer <laughs> and then the consumer just comes back and buys more shit brilliant and it's like that's it's, fucking it man it's not a wrong generalization yeah. it's crazy crazy i mean the tricky part about supplements is again you know it's the wild west so you don't know they get they can make very outlandish wild claims James, that is quite, was the, they, quite the peace dream. I was got. just going to say that you were peeing so strong, but apparently we're both peeing and our don't, streams don't, are extremely strong. Don't cross. Don't cross the streams. Because that's how you get herpes, cross right? the streams. Internal herpes. So, you, Can you these, get herpes inside your wiener? Or is it only external? I don't know. I just figured I'd ask for a friend. Well, the virus is... <laughs> What's, what kind of supplements can we take to mitigate the uh, herpes outbreak? The internal herpes. <laughs> Inside. Of I have herpes urethra. in my stomach. <laughs> How do I get out of that? I think you got to take some apple cider vinegar, man. Have you ever... Okay, so you remember that really popular vegetarian, um, vegan po- um, documentary that came out? Yeah. And they the, were like um, pushing pea protein on, and all that the stuff? The one on Netflix. Yeah, the, the one uh, that was really popular like two, a year ago maybe. And there was a there were in the documentary there had like three like really good athletes. It reminded me when you said the, the athlete study they did. Yeah, it was like produced by James, directed they, by James Cameron, and yeah, Arnold yeah. was in it. Right, um, and they did the burrito study with the three athletes, and like they gave one guy chicken, one guy steak, and one guy vegetarian, and they checked their boners. <laughs> Do you remember that? No, you game know? changers was, was the like, name of that. And they like put something on their. I think they put something on their dick to measure how many boners they got at got while they were sleeping at night there's three college dudes like they're getting boners, oh, they're getting boners. all day it's and they're just... athletes they're probably you know whatever and then they measure so they let them eat a burrito each the night before 
So they like had like one guy had a steak, one guy had a veggie. Like, oh, happened, come to find out the guy who ate the vegetarian burrito had six more boners. And then they like looked in the camera and I was like, fuck you, man. I'm gonna stick with my with my eight boners a night over my 14 boners a night. My problem with documentaries is you're getting the message of the doc, you know. It's their the, agenda. The, the documentary. Come to find out the yeah. producers like own like a significant stock in pea protein. Are are there good documentaries out there? Of course. As a whole, me personally, I just I would rather come to my own opinions and conclusions For sure. than have someone but they definitely directly to- spoon feed me. They're theirs. They're, they're definitely which are, which are often pushy and biased. Yeah. Um, so like all those documentaries. I had, a, are too. Uh, I had a I had a patient who saw the Game Changers documentary. Is that what it's called? Game it? Changers. Okay. Yeah. He came in. He he scheduled this appointment to see me after he watched it. After he watched to drill the, you to to, to, <laughs> to try to have an argument with me. <laughs> He's like, yeah, but have you seen this documentary by about? Arnold? Yeah, no. He was like, he was he he like he after he saw this documentary, he went full vegan. Oh my! And God. he he came in, and and I was he was like trying to talk. He wanted me. To, I was talking about health and like his cholesterol labs or whatever. And he was like, yeah, well, I saw Game Changers, and this is what this is about. So everything you're telling me is wrong. And I'm just like, after a certain point, I was like, okay, well, this is. This isn't going anywhere, and I can't do anything for you. So, at see you po- later, bro. At that point, that's a, that's a t- that's a tricky one because you're there's no way you're going to win that one. He's no. he's looking for for some type of conflict. Oh yeah, or oh, he was so or fired up. Or yeah. he's looking for like you know what you're right. I'm changing everything I know. Thank you. And at this point, if people really want to try something and it's not hurting, you know themselves or other people go ahead yeah go ahead um not everyone is ready for you know evidence-based science yeah not everyone wants it um so the way i kind of approach it is i you know if if someone asks me a question i will give them my honest answer but i'm not going to break my back to convince you if you ask questions i'll address those right um and if you have counterpoints i will calmly and reasonably discuss them with you but i'm not going to argue with you because i'm not going to change your mind yeah that if somebody's in an argumentative state they're not they're not looking they're not ready to have their mind changed they're not looking at they're not listening to you they're not hearing what you're saying basically i would say early on in my career i definitely i felt like i had this mission that i needed to you know debunk all the misinformation and myths out there that anytime someone presented a claim or asked about something i needed to give them all the all the science and all the information up to a point where they could handle it and i've just kind of come to the point where i will absolutely give you as much as i know if you're going to be open-minded and receive it appropriately but if you're looking for some kind of argument or you're just looking for me to verify something. I'm not interested in that. Yeah. And that's when you can do you. And I'm going to be here if you want if you want my take on it. But otherwise, I've stopped trying to convince the unconvincible. Mm. Yeah. I think that's a really good piece of advice just in general that you could apply towards a lot of different things. For sure. 
Yeah. Um, but I think I think we're we're good on time, guys. That now solid. That was a solid episode, and I think it's a great place to end it. Oh, sure. baby! Again, thank you, Mikey Tango, coming on again. What's so your- we actually started. We called you, Mikey Tango. Do you know why? You've told me, and I forgot. Okay, it's <laughs> a Saturday Night Live skit. Because when you did the episode and you called me Mikey Tango, I had no idea why. Uh, okay. and, and then you t- and then you put the episode out and you titled it, and I was just like, "Who the fuck is Mikey Tango?" I was like, "Oh, I guess that's me." But I had no idea why. And then Justin explained it and I forgot. Okay, all right. Explain so it. So put it on the record. All on right, the air. so on the record. So here today with us is Mike Niadlik, okay? Right. Not, we call him Mikey Tango because of a Saturday Night Live skit where Jim Carrey was the host, hosting a, an episode for the night. And he had this uh, it was beads, supplement right? company. He had a supplement company called Jimmy Tango's Fat Busters where his program was you would wear a vibrating heat bead suit <laughs> and jam a huge amounts of pure raw crystal meth into your mouth and you would take it in and you could lose 360 pounds in less than four days. <laughs> and That's impressive. Will Ferrell, yeah. Will Ferrell is a client and he goes, <laughs> what is this, like, I found out I'm the devil. He's like, this is, works great. I lost 350 pounds in seven days. He's like, well, I found out that I'm the devil. <laughs> and he's like, Sha-na-na-na. and they start like melting each other's brain. Scan me. It's yes. a scanners. Scanners. Yeah. So that's the perfect satire for the supplement industry. Oh, right. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And, there we go. And that was many years ago, too. Thank you, Mikey Tango. Thank all you, right. You've changed me. all of us. Yep. <laughs> a lot of influence. And then hopefully when you come to the next podcast, I'm chiseled. Of course. I'm like, I'm, I am gain like three more inches in height because <laughs> I think he's 6'5 and I'm fucking 5'10. <laughs> That's the part I was going to ask you about. How are you going to get the height? Yeah. I saw this I saw this treatment stilts. where you break your femur and then they keep going and then you break Ooh. it again and then it heals. I can get three inches out of that, but it takes like two years. And you only have 18 months. I'm going to be a small midget version of Mini Aquaman. Mamaw. Yeah. Mini Mamaw. Does, Mini does Mamaw. Aquaman have like a sidekick like Robin in Batman? I don't know. We'll check that in the QC though. Maybe he's I'm got a pet fish, goldfish. We fish person. <laughs> All right. All right. See you later. Bye. That was an episode, guys. Oh my huh? god! God damn! So much information. What am I gonna do? Just eat Taco Bell every day and bulk up? Probably. Yeah, but <laughs> you know, if you get a black bean burrito at Taco Bell, at least you'll have more boners. That's, That's true. true. Ah, damn That's it, guys! So come on. <laughs> That's so true. Think of all the boners I could have with just eating vegetarian burritos. Damn! So many. Boners. Wow, I'm thinking about it right now. Okay, all right, good. All right, guys. Um, it was well, a good episode. It was a good episode. Uh, great to have Mike back on. It has been far too long. Um, QC is going to be pretty short and sweet on this one. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I've got a couple small things and then I'll hand it over to Ham. But we're going to start with the psychotic supplement that James mentioned. Yes. I looked up the caffeine content of it. Ridiculous. It's about <laughs> 400 milligrams per serving. God. Mind, think- mind you, a standard cup of black coffee is 80 milligrams. Yeah. So that's like five cups of coffee, chugging five cups of coffee. Yeah. Yeah. And the scoop is small. That Dude, scoop is small. So you know people are doubling up on that. Oh, I hope not. They 10 cups of coffee? That's not safe. No, not at I don't think that's safe, right? <laughs> you remember Sean? Remember when Sean saw the episode and he was talking about his military pre-workout? It was like a bunch of those fucking Starbucks coffees. They oh, put a bunch in the water. Yes. Yeah. That was probably close to psychotic. Probably. Yeah. But he's I psychotic. mean, I've I've done I've in one day, I've done fourteen uh, six ounce cans of energy drinks in oh one day. Oh my god, and that's I, fucked. I went to bed thinking I was gonna die. I used and to blow a lot of Adderall. I mean, that's probably close too. <laughs> so that's a lot. That is, yeah, a very significant amount. The next thing I had, which was right at the end of the podcast, was Aquaman's sidekick. And yes. guess what? He does have a sidekick, <laughs> and he has a great name too, Aqualad. Hopefully, I will be Aqualad in the next next Aquaman <laughs> once he sees my figure. He's like that guy's shorter, smaller, less tan. He's Aqualad. Exactly. Yeah. He, they right. probably want someone younger though. So are you still shooting for Jason Momoa? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be, you're, so you're going full Aquaman. I'm going Aquaman. But he might have to settle for Aqualad. I'm gonna <laughs> Unless I start getting those fucking um, sauna bed things. No, the tanning beds to get tan. Yeah. He's way browner than me. Yeah, it's Hawaiian. Yeah, you're gonna need to work on that. Should work out first though before I get tan. Well, that's baby steps. That's all I got for the QC though. What about you, him? I just got one thing, and it's really just just to kind of clear it up. So we mentioned, I think it was uh, Mikey Tango mentioned GERD on the podcast, and you know, just for those of you who don't know what it is, it just stands for gastroesophageal reflux disease. Hmm. So you know, if you're not sure what that is, just Run it by Google search and they'll tell you all about it. And if you're wondering, you probably have it. So you probably got it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, hope you guys enjoyed that episode. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook and Instagram. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this motherfucking podcast. Boom. See you guys later to our next episode. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Sausage candles.